Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Carl Anthony Towns. Happy birthday to you. Welcome to episode 29 of Wolves Cast. Volume 29! The show that would never disappoint you in the third quarter. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to episode 29, everybody. Another week of Timberwolves basketball. We're here for you to do a podcast about that team, about that week. Scott, said, how are you? I never said I was good at singing. Yeah. How are or you? saying the word singing. How, how are you other than vocally on singing Happy Birthday? Um, you know, I'm having a better uh, day than Carl Anthony Towns did on his birthday. Oh. Reliving the probably the event of his life he has a lot of nightmares about when he got beat. Uh, you know, his Kentucky team fell to Frank the Tank. Uh, he got spanked by Frank the Tank again. You're saying he had flashbacks. Yeah, that's got to be nightmare fuel for him, seeing Frank come in there and beat him. Yeah, that's tough. That's got to be a rivalry. Yeah. Uh, Welcome back to the show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We got a special guest in the studio tonight, Pod Dog Josie. Pod Dog Josie Grossi. You're going to hear her in the background throwing her toy around. The Blue Healer Hound, yes. uh, There is no one to watch after her while, while we record this week. Usually we, you know, have someone taking her for a walk. Uh, playing fetch downstairs, just occupying the mind of, of this hound, and uh, tonight we're the only ones here. Now you know. Now you know. You're gonna hear some weird sounds, and if you smell something funny, it's definitely the dog. Yeah, we've we've uh, we've kind of given a little behind the scenes access right mm-hmm. there uh, to show I you. So if, so if you hear some feels some like you're toys, in the studio with us, some like chew toys like falling against a wood floor, that would be the dog. Uh, <laughs> Do you guys have a, yeah. a name for the studio here? No, we need a name. We get we need a name. It should be a Timberwolves related name, I think, or it should be something to do with because this is the really the main show that gets that gets recorded right here in this studio. But uh, yeah, we need we need something like that. Uh, well, Becky's got a few too. Yeah, yeah, I got a couple shows that happen here. Um, but yeah, it's okay. We're, we're gonna get Becky on the pod, then we'll let her talk about her pod. Her yeah, absolutely. Shouts to Becky. Okay, uh, welcome no, to the podcast. Welcome, to, welcome to the show. We've missed you. Uh, we had a week of Timberwolves basketball that we get to talk about. Yeah, uh, and you know, nothing big really happened. Nothing major, except for <laughs> Andrew Wiggins scoring forty-seven yeah, points. Yeah, we got lots of things to talk about. Ricky's back in the fold. Wiggins scored forty-seven. Carl had his uh, 21st birthday, stuff like that. Also today on the show, uh, we have a, a wonderful sponsor, as usual. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of Predict It. Uh, we have week- Weekly Wolfies and uh, also playing that de- Again, we have a game. We do indeed have a game. So that's what you can expect from today's show. Yes, indeed. But, uh, Scott, let's start with headlines. Let's start with the, the, the week that was. All these games uh, that happened this week. The uh, big ticket punches one home. Oh, okay. The big ticket. Uh, uh, I just wanted a headline <laughs> drop right there. I wanted to drop to announce that we've reached the headlines. That's right. We've reached headlines. Uh, let's talk about the games real quick that happened this week. All right. Uh, three games, like you said, uh, since we last uh, spoke with yeah. you. Uh, we lost against the Clippers. Uh, one on the second back-to-back. Uh, the second night of that back-to-back against the Lakers. And then we lost to Charlotte. 
at home. All three games at home. Uh, Neil was in attendance for Tuesday night's game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was it as empty Against as it looked Charlotte. on TV? Yeah, it was pretty empty. It uh, looked so empty. On I TV. think uh, I didn't. I didn't attend Sunday versus the Lakers, but I felt like that one might have been a little more empty, just because it sounded so on TV. Whereas yesterday, um, couldn't really hear Tibbs, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I'll take a little more. Uh, couldn't really hear Tibbs. There we go. Um, and and stuff like that. So maybe there were more people there yesterday. But yeah, I mean, hey, the teams, uh, the teams at three and seven, and and that's not gonna that's not gonna be enough to pull people uh, over the Target Center in the middle uh, of the especially, week. Especially, uh, yeah, Tuesday night. I mean, it's Viking season, like I said. I'm yeah, not gonna show up till later. But uh, yeah, still Viking season. That that definitely matters. I, I'm going to my first game of the season uh, yeah. tomorrow night with you. Oh, I should so say excited. tomorrow night, Thursday night Thursday with you. Thursday night, yeah. Thursday uh, night we'll be in attendance at uh, Wolves Sixers. See the Jaleel Okafor action. I heard that he he rested in uh, Wednesday night's game. Yes. Uh, and so he'll be hel- uh, fully rested for tomorrow. I'm so excited they rested Embiid. him. You mean Embiid. Yes, that's yes, what I meant to say. What did I say? Okafor. Okafor. Uh, oh, yeah. Okafor. Okafor yeah. fouled out tonight. We get two uh, guys with awesome names. Yeah. Uh, well, at least. <laughs> Nerlens is also. Yeah. And then what? Who? Rashawn? Yeah. R- R- Rashad? <laughs> it's Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn, yeah. Spelled R I C H U A N. Rashawn. <laughs> uh, so Super you can unique. tell we were just watching that game. Yeah, we watched uh, that game. I'm so excited, though, because usually, like, I feel like people will sit and rest the guy when they come to town and then you yeah. go and you're like I'm going to see Embiid tonight I'm going to see Embiid tonight and then yeah. he's resting you're like oh man what but a nah he, they rested him Wednesday night specifically to have him ready Thursday night on national TV battle of the Kansas buddies That's Joe right. M- L. Embiid and his old college buddy <laughs> Andrew Wiggins where's Wiggins taking Embiid to dinner is oh, what I'm saying yeah they got to meet up they got to hang the process and Wiggins just chilling uh, I don't know I would guess um, where they're going to go I mean Kevin Love's favorite place is always Manny Steakhouse Maybe he passed the, you know, maybe that is the thing now. Is like, okay, we, you know, town, or excuse me, love like that, and now Wiggins likes that. I'm I gonna say know. Fogo to Chow. Fogo, get, get him some, all that meat. Get some meat. Get Hopefully some meat before the game, so he's all sluggish <laughs> and giving the meat sweats. You know? Yeah, exactly. So Andrew's like, I'm just gonna have a salad. Yeah, just a little salad for me, please. So yeah, so uh, three games this year. Wolves go, uh, this week. Wolves go one and two. Get the big win uh, against the baby Lakers. Story and, of our season. Uh, yeah, lose against every the one Clippers step forward, and two Charlotte. Steps back. We have to talk about Andrew Wiggins scoring 47 points. That oh, the highlight of my career, week. Career high. Career I, high 47 for Wig. I needed that game. I really needed that game. I was having a hard week, uh, and uh, I just yep. needed something to lift me up. And yep. I didn't know how much I needed that game until it happened. And I was just like, yeah. thank you, Andrew. Um, yes. A year late for my prediction. Last year, I predicted he would uh, get to 40. Oh. And he had to wait until this year. This but year, yeah. uh, he didn't wait too long. I guess we just got to have Levine rest more often. I mean, this is why, wow. you know, you can uh, – the brand new – not run his guys into the ground, <laughs> yeah, Tom Thibodeau. The rest. Giving some rest when uh, Zach and Shabazz got sore knees. Just a little general soreness, he Just says. a little soreness, and you get the night off. Yeah, and so brand new, you know, brand yeah. new Tom Thibodeau. And yeah. look what happens. Except, not really, Wiggins still playing crazy minutes. Yeah, still, still lots of minutes for Wig. Uh, he took advantage of the opportunity, all those extra touches. He, that, he was uh, doing it from everywhere to get... Just get scored 40 to 50 points. You're going to have to get several three-pointers. That was the thing that held him back last season. Uh, I would have been right on predicted if he was only hitting three-pointers last <laughs> season. But as always, he got to the free-throw line like he always does and just feasted. Yeah, and 17 then, of 22 uh, from free-throw. Crazy yeah. 22 attempts. Uh, so everyone, re- podcast recommendations. The Scoops with uh, Do- yeah, the scoop. Do- Darren Doogie Wilson. I want the scoop, baby. Oh, yeah, the that's shoot. right. TLC, he- shoot, or salt and pepper shoot. He had an episode come out today or yesterday 
And it has uh, Drew Hanlon. Drew Hanlon, yes. Hanlon, trainer for Wiggins and uh, Levine. Yep. And uh, I listened to it. You should go give it a listen. Uh, cool. On it, uh, he was talking about uh, how Drew said that he always texts Wiggins, you know, uh, post game about stuff that oh, he can work on. Yeah. And so he, uh, he, Wiggins got back to his locker and had a text that said, uh, "You missed five free throws, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because like, man, yeah. you had forty seven, could have had fifty two. Yeah, you know? could have hit your free throws. So I like that. But uh, it was a really good listen. You should go check it out. He talks a lot about Wiggins' progression in the summer. Nice. How he thinks it was instrumental that Wiggins didn't play for Team Canada. Yeah. It's a good interview. Go check it out. Train instead of uh, play those games. Uh, shouts to Dukes. Yeah, so Wiggins uh, right uh, there with a brand, clear high. Brand, brand new Wiggins. His shot looks great. Brand new shot from him. Silky. He's yeah. uh, stepping into these uh, three-pointers. Was it the Lakers game? I Confidence. think it was where he had that one where he was just like, he was like a couple steps back in the free throw line. He had his dribble, and he just like dribbled like one and step into it. And wow. Popped it. Just like, launched it. He's so comfortable with it. And it's so exciting. It's, this is the Andrew Wiggins we've all been waiting for. But this is how, what they talk about. And uh, maybe this is instructive to how we've seen some fits and uh, growing pains from Towns just a tiny bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think Towns' game is that, was it the Lakers game that Towns uh, basically just shot terribly and still ended up with like 22 and 16? Yeah, he didn't have a good night from the field. He shot like seven for like 24 from the field or something. Still found a way. Still yeah. found a way. And that's just it. It's like even when Towns is playing poorly, uh, he's still just like, wakes up and rolls into numbers and stuff you yeah. know like he's he's just inherently great but uh it just feels like wiggins is right now surging with uh all the realized potential that we've been waiting for him and it's just a good reminder you know year two in the nba the the growth is a little more incremental yes year three is the leap yeah leap year for wiggins uh definitely uh what a great game from him i mean yeah i mean it helps when uh, you know you have nick young and uh, d'angelo russell trying to ch- trying to you know, guard you, but you know, I think it, it brings up some interesting, you know, talking points. I guess with, but uh, you know, this game, we like you mentioned, having Levine out um, meant that Wiggins would be playing the two, and would Belly be, played the three. Belly played the three. Looked great. Both players looked great in this game. So it, it is certainly, it's certainly interesting um, to have that situation happen. And it, when it goes so well, even though it's only one game, it's sort of like it makes you it makes you think about it. It makes you look at it. It makes you look at the numbers. It makes you think about well, what should the starting lineup be if this is if this is the situation? So yeah, yeah. they got uh, this has been a team of runs, a lot yes. of runs on this team. This team will get on a big offensive run in the first quarter and the first half and get up big, and then they'll let their opponents have these crazy runs and they can't catch back up. They can't stop the run. Right, you know the eight zero run becomes a you know a sixteen to two run or something like that. And we've given up our entire lead. And so uh, basically the Lakers game is like we had a run for the entire game. Like at our good parts in the first half of the game, we see what this team can be. And yeah. we're just like, that's why it's more frustrating when we can't play at all in the third. Because it's like, what happened to that awesome team I saw in the first? You see the flashes. And so like basically Sunday was a, uh, a first quarter run for yeah. all four quarters. Yes. <laughs> Even though we did actually have a bad third quarter in the game. Yeah, still technically. Still but a bad third but not as bad as before. But yeah, Wiggins of the two, very interesting. I mean, obviously, that would mean Levine to the bench if you're going to go with the same starting lineup as you had. So, so that's sort of interesting because, you know, Levine has made strides. Um, his defense is a little better. He's, you know, in the top 10 in three-point three percentage this year. It's, it feels like he should be a starter, but I don't know. I think it's more of like a glimpse of just a wrinkle that you could have or we could see down the line. Obviously, they're not going to change the starting lineup 
uh, right away like that. But you it could saw. affect rotations. Yeah, you know, it could affect we, rotations, exactly. Uh, so hopefully Thibodeau will take a little advantage of that. I, I still like Zach starting at the two and, and Wiggins at the three. Yeah, for now, that's fine. It, you know, I, I it's, easy it's, to, it's easy to say, oh, he's at the two, he scored 47 points. Let's get, keep him at the two. But he also is playing against one of the worst defenses in the NBA. Yeah. So, like, let's not get too carried away with him being at the two. Like, I like, uh, I think he can punish threes in a different way than he can punish, uh, you know, twos. When he's against a smaller guy, he just goes to his bread and butter post-up game, backs him down. He knows he's got that size advantage and takes advantage. And no one can really stick up the hand in his face because he jumps so high on his jump shots. There's yeah. no contesting it, really. So he's basically got uncontested shots all the time against young, uh, smaller guys. But he's quick enough that he can blow past uh, you know, bigger threes, uh, some of the bigger uh, small forwards in the game. He can blow past them and get to the rim. Yeah. So I think it's just different aspects of his game. Um but I, 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 I hope I'm not the only one who saw the parallels between uh, Sunday night, uh, Lakers game. Uh, both Belly and Wiggins had a great size advantages and went off. Yeah. And pick up hoops on Sunday. I had a size advantage and I was <laughs> oh, just crushing it. I was crushing it. Shouts to Akon. We'll find out if you listen to this podcast because we'll see if you bring this up, Alex. Yeah. Uh, I was guarded by... You a smaller man on you? The sm- maybe the smallest man that's played with us <laughs> last week. Not not ever. We have much smaller yeah. people. But at that I think, night, I think that night he was the smallest, yeah. and I just uh, got all the rebounds and put all that garbage <laughs> back in, and you know, just had a killer night. I really feel well, myself. I had my that. forty-seven point game this last Sunday while the Wolves were playing. We were playing pickup hoops, and the same things were happening. Same thing. Same you got to take advantage of that time. I just felt, <laughs> I felt so less challenged in the way that like I do when I have somebody bigger than me guarding me. Yeah, I'm uh, shrinking away from the bigger person, but. Just saying, some parallels. I also had a three-pointer in that game. Everybody, now it's on the podcast, and it's documented. Also, the return this week, Scott, of Ricky Rubio to the lineup. Pretty tricky Ricky. He's back. We call him Abracadabra because he's always got magic in the bag. <laughs> he's got something up his sleeve. Spanish unicorn. Yeah, that's right. Love so, Muy guapo. So, Ricky's back. Uh, I'm Ricky Rubio. I'm not like anybody else. That's right, Ricky. We know that. Right. We know that. We'll defend you always. Uh, so, yeah. So, he's back. Uh, exactly a week ago, we were on this show uh, both marking ourselves down as worried about Ricky's status. You know what? That's just because the team is so quiet on it. Yep, apparently he was fine. Come on, guys. They, they were ready. He was ready to come back. Uh, but Tibbs has got that kind of like Bill Belichick. I'm not going to tell you anything about yeah, the team. Like that's something. Why, we, why would I tell you anything that could help you? We now are learning about the new regime and how they do business. And yeah, they'll tell you something when you need to know something. Is Levine going to play tonight? Fifty-fifty. Maybe. You know? Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. Shabazz, maybe. Maybe not. Um, but yeah, so good to have Rick, Ricky back. Especially that was definitely sooner than I thought. I mean, I think even when the injury happened. When he got back to Minneapolis and he was initially evaluated, uh, word from social media, from from people who were following the team, reporters on the team, you know, thought it would definitely be something more like two or three, maybe four weeks tops, um, and that and that turned out to be true. So that's nice because. We can get on with our season. We're Ricky talk, Rubio, we're already talk, injured. Already injured. Injury yes, prone, Ricky yes. Rubio. When will the team move on? Yeah, yeah. But I listened a, to the Low Post with Zach Lowe. Is that, that what it sounds like? And uh, <laughs> da- we was with uh, David Thorpe. Oh, yeah. I heard that one as well. And uh, he really hates Ricky. And he hates Sam Mitchell. Oh, Sam Mitchell and Ricky Rubio called a, hater called him a bad coach. He said like this team is still suffering from the effects of Sam Mitchell. A team doesn't get over Sam Mitchell yeah, that easily. That's something you don't hear very often. Everyone agrees Sam Mitchell's not a good NBA coach, but David Thorpe, you know, brought up the point that the team was set back by him. 
Yeah, I mean, what I kind of... I don't know if I buy that. I think Sam Mitchell did a good job holding the line. Maybe he didn't push them forward. But I don't know about set back. Yeah, I really don't he think He said, like, he Wiggins got worse like... under under Mitchell. I don't I didn't know. didn't see it. I, at the very least, like, we could say Mitchell emphasized the wrong things, but he wasn't emphasizing, like, things that made pe- people yeah. worse. Like, he was improving them in different ways. Like, I think Wiggins is a better post-up player because of Sam Mitchell, you and Just know? getting reps, you're going to get better. Right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but, you but, know... But, yeah, on Ricky. Usually, that's, like, my... Uh, that's my litmus test is yes. like whether or not you understand Ricky's a good player is whether or not I'm, I think you're worthy to <laughs> have like a hoops conversation. Like if, if you don't think Ricky's a good player, you get my like USA Today sports section <laughs> take where I'm just like, yeah, the Timberwolves are pretty good this year, but you know, there's some injuries and they, you know, it, it's going to be so, so, we'll so. See, yeah. and if you like Ricky Rubio, I'm like, let me break down top Thibodeau's defense for you. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm ready to get into things because you understand hoops. Exactly. So Ricky's back. That's cool. He missed five games. Um, the Wolves were outscored man. by 91 points. In, like many players, uh, he was terrible against Charlotte, though, man. As good as he was against the Lakers, yes, he was forcing stuff. He had a lot of turnovers. We all had a lot of turnovers. I think I had a turnover in the game against Charlotte. <laughs> I think one was uh, charged to me. And he had him in the first quarter. Ricky did have a couple of turnovers in that first quarter. Yeah, the Wolves, I think, ended with 20 against Charlotte. That's no good. So it's good to have him back. Um, obviously, he's you know the, the straw that stirs the drink. We say it over and over, but yeah, we like to have him around. For me, it's more about when he's on the court. Um, obviously, the team is better, but for me, it's about the team is is um, you know you can definitely look at the team and understand more about what it's actually going to be, what its strengths and deficiencies are. When he's not there, I feel like the games are almost they don't they they almost don't matter in a way because. Uh, you know, when, when he's not there, it's not the full team, and you're not getting the full effect of what the team is going to hopefully be for the season. So it's just important for him to be there as far as an evaluation standpoint goes. Yeah, I, I think we only have a fighting chance when we go in with Ricky. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unless we're playing the Orlando Magic or something. Yeah. Oh, Scott, anything magic else? Magic burn. Anything else specifically on Ricky coming back? Um, There was something. Uh, another terrific podcast you can listen to. At Trivia, oh. I called it the best Tim Rolls podcast. I was telling people oh. at trivia, my trivia night at Darby's, everybody, you should come okay i'll say you i'll tell you this right now actually just between you and me mm-hmm. the team that got second place this week they went from not placing because two teams tied for third with 48 points this is really inside trivia for you sure two teams tied for third with 48 points and they had 40 and the team that had 47 and a half points drew that basketball up by their name that it gives you an extra point because you're a podcast listener pushed them over the edge pushed them over the edge they, they went from not placing <laughs> to second place got 25 dollar gift card to darby's pub and grill darby's every tuesday 6 p.m come play trivia with me neil was even there this week it's a beautiful thing you don't have to plug uh plug the plug the trivia at the end of the show now now you yeah you just exactly. heard it right got, here got it right guys. in there well some people don't stick around to the yeah, end you, you know? never know uh so, so this is to the listeners who don't stick around to the end come to trivia okay um, but what i was gonna say is Britt yep. bowers podcast yes super good super um, good our favorite basketball writer. We've said it a lot. Yep. And uh, he was saying that Thibodeau needs a point guard who can uh, penetrate and try, dive into the lane, score, have the defense collapse in on yeah. him and kick it out. Yeah. And so he thinks that like Ricky's got to show that to Thibodeau is that he can draw the defense in on him when he drives, which he can't really right now. Like, yeah. And even either, when he drives, either be a threat to score or you know when you're a threat to score, you get the defense to collapse and you can kick it out. Yeah, he's got to hit a few more of those, uh, you know, reverse layups or layups under yep. the hoop, just because right now, especially Charlotte, you could see how like Ricky would get down on his favorite move, the Steve Nash dribble, the baseline, <laughs> bring it back out. But the you midget, should, he likes to get like under the hoop and then throw a wraparound pass to the open big, yep. and for an easy bucket. And uh, Charlotte was sitting back on that pass; they were reading that. They were ready the for it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good to have him back. Uh, but yeah, it's it kind, of, guapo. kind of in the same vein. Like I was just kind of talking Alexi, about. Alexi, change, change his face. 
Be happy. Like we're talking about. Enjoy with Ricky being back and and sort of him being when he plays he's played five games he's sat five games we have a better idea of what the team is Scott what do we know at the ten game mark the Wolves are now three and seven we're at ten games this almost is kind 20% of twenty percent of the way through yeah, the season this is what, wait no, no that's bad no, ten, that, no we're, we're ten percent ten percent <laughs> yeah Whew. that's okay uh, we're ten percent through the season. What do we know at this point? It's kind of a nice round number to look at. Uh, what, what, what do you think so far about what we've seen? We know that Wiggins is better. Absolutely. He uh, Clearly, he's made a big step up, and I expect him to maybe average like 25, 26 points a game this season. And, you know, I'm excited to see him every game. Um, I'm excited about that. We know that Chris Dunn is good on defense. Like, he's legit. He's already good on defense. Like, I watch him, and it seems like he's already an NBA-level defender. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he, you know, for sure, he, he's got that end of things figured out. The other end is where the question marks are. You know, for me, it's it's incomplete. Ricky missing five games really matters. That's another reason why I'm not too alarmed by the three and seven start. It's not where we'd like to be. I'm hoping we can hover around 500 for most of the season. But if you told me Ricky, you know, missed five games and we won two of those games, all right. Not so bad. Okay. That's all right for me. So, obviously, the Wolves have some ground to make up, but you'd rather see it here early on as the team is still struggling to find itself, struggling to, you know, kind yeah, of that the truth? see what kind of team it really is. Charlotte was a team that knew what kind of team it was, you know? They, I think They Charlotte, knew their game, and they played it well. They Charlotte, I mean, to be honest, Charlotte might be, the, like, the third best team we've played I think this they season are. so far. I think they're really good. Yeah. And I think, it was eye-opening to me last night. Like, they get after it on defense. They set awesome screens. Yep. And they really don't foul at all. Like, they took, like I said, like free throws are like one of our biggest ways of generating offense. And yeah. like they Not took that Tuesday. way no. completely. Yeah. And we like only shot 22 free throws or something like that. Wiggins had that alone uh, against LA. So. I feel like the this is like the knee jerk reaction of sports pundits whenever a team is doing well, like Charlotte, and they yeah. don't have like a big star. They're like, well, that team just needs a star. Let's talk about what star we could trade to them. And the team's probably like, we're doing awesome without we're a good. star. We don't need a star. You yeah, know? they're like seven and three or eight and three or something like that. They're they're off to a great start. Steve Clifford is a great coach. Um, you know, they have lots of awesome you know contributors. Whether they're not all stars, but they're near all star players, that kind of thing. So Kemba, that's a tough team. Kemba can light it up. Kemba, talk kills about a wolves. guy who gets better every year. Ooh. Like Kemba, just I I was saying, shouts to Matt Palm, who I watched the game with. Oh. Uh, I was saying uh, to Matt, I was like, man, Kemba, I remember when he came into the league, like you had to get him because he was such a star in college. Yeah. I think he was the tournament MVP or something. Or I was like, you have to draft him, but we didn't really expect him to ever become anything more than like maybe a DJ Augustine, you know, yeah, but back man, up. Kemba. Kemba's yeah. good. I'm scared of Kemba. He's a, solid, he's he's got, a great starting point guard. You remember that uh, Rudy Gay um, viral video in Toronto? Oh, yeah. uh, not where him. He, not him. Not Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay. That's how I felt with Kemba. I told uh, Matt, <laughs> shouts to Matt, I said, uh, if they are within eight points in the final couple minutes of this game, they're going to win this because Kemba is clutch. Yeah, he beat us on a game winner a couple years ago. We were at that game. I remember that. I remember that. That was crazy. And that was he, a not him moment. I was like, not him, not him. He pops up in front of Shaved. He, he always lights us up for sure. Um, but yeah, 10-game um, mark, other things. Um, third quarter, still a problem. We talked about last week. Still kind of a thing. More, it's more so evolved into like the second half more than anything else. Uh, I think the Wolves... Uh, Gave up 70 points in the second half the other night against Shadow. Charlotte. That's crazy. Shades of uh, the last love season. That, <laughs> the last love. 
yeah, so that kills that kills us. The second half stuff. The con- it, the it, real thing though, it's consistency across the game, and it's getting to the point where Thibodeau is boiling over. Yeah, he it's is almost like a, it's almost point. like a joke at this point. Where it ha- and like now when it happens every game, I get really angry about it. I'm like, really? Like the first couple times, it's like a yeah. coincidence, and then it's just like, what are we doing at halftime? Like we got to get better snacks in there, and that's uh, you know something's up. Something's got to change. I think it will. You know, the big thing is, like I said earlier, it's runs. Yes, we let we cannot stop runs. We need to find a way that when they go on an eight zero run, that we can stop it. Because a lot of times we let an eight zero run go to sixteen to two, go to twenty two to four, and so it's maybe I don't know, man. We can't score buckets in the third. You know, not only are we terrible on defense in the Just third, like cold. people are outscoring us like thirty six to fourteen in the third quarters. You know, that's wild. Uh, yeah, it is. I really am surprised that this trend has continued into the ten game mark. That is. That is something pretty crazy. I, I don't know. It seems like something that should even itself out. I hope it does. Definitely something to keep our eye on. But, yeah, it's the 10-game 10, 10 mark, and there has been continuous problems with one quarter um, out of the four. So that that's really something interesting. we got to keep our eye on that. I can't continue like it's this. Frustrating. It's frustrating. It's such a joke. It's, it's frustrating. such an effing it's, joke. It's, it's not frustrating when the team is terrible and Zach Levine is your point guard two years ago or whatever, and you're grinding out 17 wins, whatever. But – it's more frustrating, not even due to the expectations. The expectations part is a little frustrating to sort of deal with that. But it's more about you played well, really well in this game. Yeah. The first and second quarters, the first That's half just it. it's is like, awesome. Why like, don't you be that good team? I don't even need you to be that good team. You could just be the average team for the second half. But like you see them going off in the first, and you're like, this is it. This is the yeah. team. And then you see them in the third, and you're like, this isn't the same team, right? Yeah. We, we want to believe that it's a fluke. But maybe we're seeing two sides of a coin here where we're as bad as we are in the third and as good as we are in the first. We're somewhere in the middle, maybe. Maybe we aren't as good as we look in the first. Maybe we're somewhere in the middle <sighs> and just like a more middling team than we thought. But like that's why it's frustrating is we see them going off. We're We've like, already ah, seen it. Yeah, We've seen they can do it. Yeah, uh, And then it's just like the plays we're giving up in the third are just like open dunks and stuff. Yeah. It's like easy. Like we give up a ton of transition buckets because we get some sloppy turnovers. And it's just like... Man, especially against Charlotte, we couldn't. They, they were screening. Man, they set good screens, but we couldn't get through any screens. It was like one screen, and then yeah. all the way to the hoop for, for you, Kemba. You know, it was just like one screen. And here's a wide open three pointer for you, Nick Batum. Scott, the good news is Wiggins scored forty seven. <sighs> Wiggins scored forty seven the other night. Right? <sighs> Let's not forget, for real, forty seven points. Who scores? Uh, who's the next wolf to score forty? Is it going to be Levine or Towns first? I got Levine. I got Levine. He's going to hit like ten threes in a game in this year and and that's going to be that i think like the way it would be for levine is like he scores 30 in the first half i see that like he has a 30 point first half and then it's like i just gotta get 10 um scott one more bit here in in headlines we want to get to for our sponsor kevin harlan will be returning to target center this week uh against the sixers thursday night when you're listening to this this probably already happened happened or not hey if you're listening to us before the game shouts for listening to us right away thank you thank you for listening have you left a review on itunes Uh, yeah (laughs) because you're a big fan apparently Uh, kevin harlan is back in the building not that he hasn't been back maybe he hasn't i don't know i feel like he's gotta i think he's been back tnt has the game um on thursday against philadelphia kevin harlan former wolves announcer he's got some can i tell you something dark he's got some classics yeah uh, the other day, I forgot, it was like a couple months ago, and I, I got, 
uh, Kevin Harlan and Marv Alberts mixed yep. up in my head. Yep. I was searching for like Kevin Harlan mugshot. And really, I was thinking of Marv, <laughs> oh, no. Marv's mugshot. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there is a fake Kevin Harlan mugshot, by the way, on, okay. on the internet. Good but to it's know. Just Good like, to know. It's like a blog post kind of thing, like okay. a Photoshop thing. But I was just like, <laughs> it wasn't Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan's a good dude. Yeah. Sorry, Kevin. All right, we got some Kevin Harlan. Uh, we got some Kevin Harlan uh, drops. Kevin Garnett's going crazy. Kevin Garnett's gone mad. He, he's got mad cow disease. This is the only reason we brought him up. And a googly googly oogly oogly, baby. So good. Legendary. So good. The soul says, Hey, pasta, big ticket. Hey, pasta. Hey, pasta. Big ticket. Oh, if I can recommend an episode title for volume, or volume title for volume twenty nine, it's. Okay, pasta. Yeah. The big ticket punches one hole. There you go. We got the. Kevin yeah. Garnett's going crazy. <laughs> Kevin Garnett's going mad. He, he's got mad cow disease. Kevin Harlan back on Thursday. Enjoy him. Kevin Call him a game. <laughs> Minnesota's got the lead. All right, those are all of our Kevin Harlan drops. We just no, they aren't. We got so many more. We just emptied the bag on you right we, now. Neil just is trying to be <laughs> humble about how many Kevin Harlan drops he's got. Uh, enjoy watching Kevin Harlan call a Wolves game. That'll be awesome. Target Center against Philadelphia on Thursday. K-Pasa, big ticket. K-Pasa. Scott, let's, uh, let's pay some bills. Time to get to our sponsor. Yeah. Got a very special sponsor tonight. Yeah, let's, let's talk about our sponsor We're right now. We're doing this guy. one pro bono. Pro it's bono. Not, not all about that money. They didn't pay us necessarily. Uh, we got a friend. We have a friend. Needs a job. Just like you got to hire talk hoops. Hire, <laughs> hire Zach Harper. We got another friend who needs a job. His name is Kellen. Kellen Simpson is for you. Hire Kellen Simpson. Hashtag hire Kellen. Scott, tell us about Kellen Simpson. Kellen was writing ad copy for the Timberwolves radio network. Yep. And uh, they let him go. They said that. Aw. Yeah, uh, they said that he was uh, copy was pretty good, but just a little bit off. And so he already wrote uh, a new ad spot that they didn't use. And so this uh, is kind of like his demo reel, I would suppose. We're just going to read it to you. He sent along the copy to us. Yeah, this is a friend of ours who's fallen on hard times. He, you know, this summer was working hard on preparing lots of different advertising situations, copy for, for video, for, for audio, whatever it might be. He's been working on all this stuff, and then out of nowhere, he gets canned by the team. Who knew? All right, New so regime, I'm I guess. I'm going to read his copy. Yeah. Uh, shouts to Kellen. Uh, hire Kellen. Hashtag hire Kellen. Uh, here we go. It says... Hey, Wolves Nation, come on down for a raccoon-free game of basketball at the Timberwolves. You got to come down, bring the whole family, and sit in any section, and you can be guaranteed that it's going to be raccoon-free. We've never really had a problem with raccoons. In fact, there's never been a raccoon in the Target Center, and you can rest assured that it'll stay that way. Come see the new Jumbotron, which may or may not have raccoons in it. Come to see the back-to-back Rookie of the Years, Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, whom, as far as I know, not raccoons. In fact, we also have a brand new coach, Tom Thibodeau. Nobody knows how he feels about raccoons, but he's going to lead the pack to a successful season. Power of the pack. Not raccoon pack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's a wolf pack. Come down to the Target Center. Buy Timberwolves tickets today. That's it right there. Kellen, just a little just a little taste of what he, you know, what he's working with. That's what he can bring to, to, to your table, to bring to your team. You know that. Check out uh, Kellen Simpson, our homie. Thanks for sponsoring the show. Kellen, appreciate it, bro. Uh, I, I was about to do the mailbag drop because I feel like we do mailbag here. No. I just want to hear it. We're but right it's there. not. We're going to do something different. Which yeah. one is it? Is this what? Is yeah, this it's what? Oh, yeah. Predicted. Predicted. You know it. We got a crystal ball up in here. 
right. We're never wrong. It's the truth. We're making educated guesses about future events. Yes, yes, yes. It is predicted. Remember last season, uh, at the end of the season, we went back, we looked at all of our prediction record. I had, It was 95% for the season. Neil was much closer to 20% on yeah, accuracy. We so did the math. Make sure that you, uh, you know, I'm going to give you the straight truth again and just keep it, what Neil says with a grain of salt. That's right. Predict it, you guys. It is the part of the show where we prognosticate about what might happen in the future for the Timberwolves. I got my predictions hidden. I didn't put them on our pre-show rundown because I don't want Neil to suss them out. How mysterious of you. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and get us started, Neil? <laughs> okay. Neil Neil Stradamus. Yes, that's my name. That's my name in this segment, Predict It. Um, I got a couple. We, got two, we have two predictions each. My first one, sort of more of a short-term thing. I think the Wolves will be 9-11 and 11 after 20 games. That's right. I think nine eleven. We are at well. There's no significance in the nine eleven. This is uh, this ain't no nine eleven thing. But uh, I'm just saying that's Neil's good. wedding anniversary. Hey, oh, there 9/11. is significance within it. All ties together. <laughs> Illuminati. Never forget, you guys. Okay, three and seven after ten. I do think these next ten. I, this isn't even really looking at the next opponents too much. I didn't really look at them and see. Mm. Oh, here's a win. Here's a loss. I, th- I just think that the team is going to be exponentially better in the second 10 games rather than the first 10 games. Um, like we talked about, we see a lot of positive things for most of the game. I just think this third quarter thing is going to end soon. We're going to get it figured out, and I expect the Wolves to really improve and uh, you know have more of like a, you know, this first 10 games was 3-7. and seven. You know, something more like seven and three, something more like you know, you know, six and four. To... We should figure out a way to like bet on this because yeah. I would, I I would short this. You'd short prediction. it. Yeah. I would say I would sell on this because okay. I actually did look at our schedule over the next ten games. It gets rough. It is. Uh, you know, I'm just saying it's a little generous. I. Uh, was going to predict, but I'm not because I wrote different predictions that we would end the month um, with a 7-11 record, go 4-4 four mm. four the rest of the month. Okay, That's us winning the games we should win against worse teams and assuming we lose to the better teams than us. But we'll see. Um, it could very well happen, Neil. I'm just yeah. saying that I don't believe in you. So Neil well, Stradamus has got to prove me. Well, on this show, we do a show every week, and we will keep track. So we'll see how wrong I am about this one. Scott, what's your uh, first prediction um, of this segment? All right. Well, predict it. Zach Levine is going to lose this year's dunk contest. Bum, bum, bum. He will participate and then lose. Yes. Is what you're saying. But he will win the three-point shootout. Oh, oh. I mean, every, I mean, we really hope. I think he's even mentioned it. I think it's getting worse. We're coming. We're coming. I think we're, get, we're coming. I think we're getting to the point where, you know, most people, hopefully, again, it's only 10 games, but Zach Levine way up in the uh, you know, league-wide ranking for three-point shooters. Hopefully he gets an invite to the three-point contest. You're saying he'll win that, yeah, but not the dunk contest. NBA's Do you have anybody this... in mind who would win the dunk contest, or you just think someone will find a way to beat him? I do have somebody in mind, actually, but you're going to have to wait for a future episode to predict it. Is it Aaron Gordon? No. Oh. Someone that... A little hint. Somebody that will surprise and titillate you. Is it on, is it on a Timberwolves? Is it another Timberwolves player? It might be. It might be. It might be. <laughs> All right. That's interesting. Yeah. So you think he'll be in the three-point contest. Ricky Rubio dunk contest confirmed. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> he will be in the dunk contest, though. It's going to be It's gonna be a great show. Ricky? 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ricky. That, that should be my other predictor. Ricky will dunk this season sometime. Yeah, get a two-handed uh, dunk in there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my second prediction. My first prediction. Yeah, what's your second okay, prediction? Okay, cool. My second prediction. Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins will win player of the week sometime before the calendar year is over. Sometime in 2016, last couple weeks in November or the four weeks in December. I think one of them will be... Western Conference Player of the Week. I don't know. I mean, uh, need to win a little bit of uh, love coming off the forty-seven uh, have to mark. Have a good, but uh, I think he can put together a string of three, four games where he's just sensational. And again, I think the team will go on something of a run to even out this record, get closer to five hundred by one or two games. You might think, I think this he'll be rewarded for it. You might think this. Hey, that's not a very bold prediction. You know why? Why, why don't you get a little crazier? But it is. Because everyone who has a fantasy basketball team knows what James Harden is doing and oh. Anthony Davis is doing. Yeah, Steph Russ. Curry just heated up. And yeah. so, like, Western Conference, it's tough to be the player yeah. of the week. There's a lot less weeks in the NBA season than you think. You'll be surprised when the season's over. You're going to be like, oh, man, I only got, like, 20 more Wolvescast yeah. episodes this season. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think that's a good prediction. And I just think we need to win the games. I saw yeah. uh, Harden was last week's player of the week for the West, and they went 2-1. and one. So you can lose one game and still be the player if you have great stats. But you need to have a winning week at the very least. Or yeah, totally. Give that Absolutely. To you. I like uh, that prediction. Scott, what's your last uh, prediction? Um, also related to the All Star game. Yes. Uh, the Timberwolves are going to have an All Star this year. Mm. But it's not going to be Carl Anthony Towns. Oh, boy. Okay. Why don't you purify yourself in the waters? Of Lake Minnetonka. Okay. Andrew Who's Wiggins gonna, is going to be your guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wiggins is going to be averaging like 28 points by the All-Star game. NBA he's gonna, All-Star He's going to have a couple Wiggins. more statement games. And uh, Towns is not going to be bad. It's not like the coaches aren't. And he's all right. It's not like he doesn't deserve it. I'm no. just saying that like Wiggins is going to continue putting up numbers. And the coaches are just going to they're gonna go Wiggins first. You know, it's like the All-Star game doesn't even care about big men anymore anyways. They just wow. have the forward spot. Now so. this is. Now this is something right here. This is. Put it in the bank. This is, this, is, this is controversial right here. I mean, everyone, I think, going into the season thought Towns would sniff, the, sniff an all-star berth this season. But Wiggins, all right. I mean, hey, just what I'm saying, too. Yeah. Eastern, you know, Western Conference Player of the Week, I think that's going to happen. I think he's got a couple other 40-point games in his bag here. So, hey, I love that prediction. That, I, I really hope that comes true. That'd be awesome. Count it. Put it in the bank. I've already said it, so it's going to be happening. All right. All right. Well, you know what time it is, Neil. It's time for me to pull up a new theme song. <laughs> is this the one? I can't really read. Here we go. It's this one. Now presenting your weekly Wolfies. Time to give away some awards, everybody. It's weekly Wolfies. Good our time. awards for something notable that happened during uh, this week. Um, Neil, Scott, get us started. Okay, I'll get us going. Right now, my weekly Wolfie this week goes to Ryan Saunders. That's right. The son of late coach uh, Flip Saunders, uh, still on the bench for Tom Thibodeau. Uh, sort of one of the last vestiges of the previous regime, really. Mm-hmm. He stuck around. Lots of other people in the front office got fired. Nah, Ryan Saunders is still around. Still Where coaching. is Jack Sigma? I like to have him around for guys like Wiggins. I think he does a lot for Wiggins. He's been there since his rookie year, and I think him and Wiggins have a connection. I think it's worth keeping him around for sure. Um, but what I want to praise him for this week and why he gets my weekly Wolfie is his Flip Saunders tribute suits that he will wear 
on the bench, on the sidelines from time to time. Wait, are these suits that are like flip suits? Like suits Flip would have worn? Flip, would, I feel like Flip would have worn some of these suits. Or they're they, of his style style profile. Or they could be literally from his closet. They might be, be his. They have the same body type, you know? Or maybe right. like back in the day, like maybe like 20 years ago, Flip had this body type, whatever. Um, but yes, lots of plaid. He's, I, don't, I haven't seen Ryan rock the straight up maroon uh, joint that it's uh, it's just early, you know, <laughs> that, that Flip had uh, last season or two seasons ago, but uh, but yeah, I just really like that. I like that he is, you know, bringing a little bit of his father's unconventional uh, satorial game uh, to Target Center, um, and it's it's really a beautiful thing. I love that. I love that Ryan's wearing the Flip tribute suits this season. Uh, I, I hope he carries that throughout his throughout his career. I hope Ryan has a long career in the NBA. Assistant coach, and uh, I just, I just really think it's cool that he's uh, keeping it real with his, with his father's suits. All right, shouts, shouts to the Saunders family continuing the legacy in Minnesota. Scott, who gets your weekly Wolfie? My weekly Wolfie goes to the Wolves audio team. Oh, they're empowered with their new powerful audio equipment. <laughs> the sound doesn't suck upstairs anymore. You can sit up there and still hear stuff. We got a new PA and huge screens. And with it, I think they're trying to branch out a little bit musically. I'm hearing a little bit more music diversity. Some variety. You know, we've been getting on them for years on this podcast about wow. that. Yeah, uh, it's all love. We have a playlist of the 90s hits like <laughs> Belle Biv DeVoe. Uh, uh, no you know, can continue to play yep. to this day, which you can subscribe to. We created the Wolves playlist on all your music yeah, streaming services. Yeah, check them out on your favorite streaming service to search for Wolves Cast. But I, I particularly know I haven't heard a lot of this song otherwise, so I, I feel like it was special for yes. this night against the Lakers to commemorate the 47-point night or to commemorate Nick Young being on the opposing <laughs> team. The sound team decided to, decided to drop Iggy Azalea's Fancy. Okay, okay. Former, I didn't former catch fiance, ex-fiance yeah. of Nick Young. He gets on the court and they start dropping, I'm so fancy, <laughs> you already know. Yes. Oh, man, it was great. I was cracking up at home. Oh, man, Nick Young was like, like, not again. Yeah, this arena, every arena. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he's like, he's not 100% sure that it's like purposeful trolling because yeah. that's a really popular song. Yeah, definitely. It could just be in the playlist, but it he always know. thinks like half the time it is trolling him and the other half he's just getting angry on a pure coincidence. Absolutely. Stuff. Love it. Love that Weekly Wolfie. I like when, yeah, definitely when... Uh, Keep it know, up. When I want they, more of it. When they have just some new jams and also like game, you know, relevance to the game jams or whatever. Like songs you're going to play because a certain player is in the lineup. Like, that's hilarious to me. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe uh, Durant comes by, you play a song about like cowards or something <laughs> or like, you know, uh, or, you know... There's a lot Something of like that. a lot of good options, you know. We could uh, Chris Humphrey's still in the league. We play any Kanye music when Let's he comes go. in. You yeah, know? put on some music. Like yeah, you have Jay cut you from the team. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, those are our weekly Wolfies. Uh, let us know who you think should be uh, who you want to nominate for the weekly Wolfie Award. Uh, you can uh, tweet at us at Wolvescast. All right, we'll, Neil, we'll see it there. Let's bring this home. Let's go. It's game show time. Let's bring this home and go home. Okay, game show time. We are at the end of this this podcast here, and we want to uh, you know wrap it all up with uh, with a little game. Yeah. Today, um, Scott, what do we have? So we have a Renner article. Maybe you can open the link for me because I definitely forgot who wrote it, and I want to give shouts to their writer. Ooh. They have so many good NBA writers, I don't want to guess it. Because, um, you know, good content. So you'll give me that. Uh, I'm going to start. They wrote an article about big men. Kevin O'Connor. Kevin O'Connor. Shouts to Kevin O'Connor. Um, they wrote an article about big men and about how they're taking influence. They have all this game tape they can watch now. And uh, I'm going to read you a quick quote from it. It says, when Carl Anthony talks about his basketball influence, he sounds like he's opening a restaurant. I've taken a lot of flavors from a lot of different players from the past and present, the Timberwolves big man told me on Friday. 
It's also keeping my own spice, my own recipe that makes me the player I am. Towns listed 12 players from whom he's borrowed skills, ranging from Moses Malone to Chris Paul to Len Bias to Dwayne Wade. Miles Turner also said that he does stuff like he took Hakeem Elijah Wooden's footwork in the post. He took Alonzo Mourning's timing as a shot blocker. So these players are picking these recipes of different players' games to make their own I dig, gumbo. I dig, yeah. And gumbo, so yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you two recipes, Neil. Okay. And you're going to tell me what Timberwolves player I'm talking about. All right, sounds great. So here we go. Let's start with the first one. You take Shaq's post game. You take Charles Barkley's rebounding. You take... Corey Brewer's temperament on fast breaks. You take Kobe's disposition towards passing. And you take Carlos Boozer's screaming. Add the motor of a 747 jet. And who do you have? I want to guess DeMarcus Cousins? No, it's a Timberwolves player. It's a oh, Timberwolves sorry, player. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll read it again. Shaq's postgame. Yep. Charles Barkley rebounding. Corey Brewer's temperament on fast breaks. Kobe's disposition towards passing. Carlos Boozer's screaming. And the motor of a 747 jet. Wow. Let's see. A big man. Mm. Um, you might be surprised. No, he's not. That's why I said Charles Barkley. Think of Charles Barkley. Who's our round mountain rebound? Uh, is this Kevin Love? No. This is... Uh, he's on our team right now. He never passes. He's a bully on the post. He, Who is it? It's Shabazz Muhammad. Shabazz Muhammad. Shabazz. Oh, I got it wrong. All right. That's this okay. next one will be easier. I got, okay. I got faith okay. in you. We should really program that sound effect of you losing from Jeopardy. Or the ding, ding, ding. Or whatever we did. The yeah. Um, all right, so here we go. You got this one. You take Kevin Durant's body. You add Anthony Davis's defense. You add the trash talking of Michael Jordan and Draymond Green. You add the intensity of Russell Westbrook, the sanity of Rasheed Wallace, and the face of Darius Miles. Who do you have? A current Wolves player. Not current. Not current. Yeah. Read him again. You take the body of Kevin Durant, the defense of Anthony Davis, the trash talk of peak Jordan, Bird, Kobe, Draymond, any peak trash talker. You take the intensity of Russell Westbrook, the sanity of Rasheed Wallace, and the face of Darius Miles. It has to be Kevin Garnett. That's right. Ding, okay. ding, ding, ding. Thank you for giving me a layup on that one. Choo-choo. God, I'm bummed I missed the Shabazz. Yeah, that's okay. You know, it's uh, you're not a good cook. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't say that. You're a way one, better cook than I am if one, one of the two of us can cook. One for one ain't bad. I'll take it. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what you're shooting. If it's free throws, that's bad. But if it's free throws, I mean, three-pointers, then you're Andrew Wiggins leading the league. Oh, Checked three out point. those league leaders. That's right, league leader. He's got 52% right now. That's He's that's also on the... Top eight in minutes played. We wow. didn't even talk about that. Thibodeau running Wiggins into the ground already. So far, well, yeah, lots of lots of minutes, especially when you have wing uh, problems with the wing depth with uh, Shabazz and Levine missing games and stuff. So yeah. he's gonna yeah. be he's gonna be Thibodeau's uh, Lou Day and Jimmy Butler. He's gonna get a lot of minutes, averaging um, thirty six. Cool. That does it for the end of the show for us, doesn't it, Scott? We're at the end. We made it. Um, I thank just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, yeah. Thanks for being fans of the Timberwolves. Things are gonna get better. Uh, we got a fun, fun end of the month situation coming up. Yep. Um, you're leaving. I'm out of town. Uh, I'll be here next week, and it'll be gone. Oh, you'll be here next uh, week. The week after that. Listen to us make plans. Like this is our Slack channel. <laughs> uh, so you're here next week. Okay. So I'm here next week we'll for one more, out, and then you will have a guest host for one week. We're gonna exactly do exactly one week. Uh, Neil has been like, you know. Uh, the, the chains on the asylum door. He's keeping all my crazy in. So you, you just wait. It's going to get wild up in here when Neil's yeah. gone. Yeah, we'll see what Unrestricted. happens. We'll see what happens for the non, non-me show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but thanks for listening to the show, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new episode of Wolf's Cast. 
you know, Wolves are three and seven. Tough times here through the first ten. It's gonna be all right though. Things are on the up and up. I think we're okay. Remember to hire Kellen, everybody. Hire Kellen. Go purchase a Timberwolves uh, Tibbs uh, mullet pin. Oh yeah, we still have a few us. of those left. We're Tibbs almost sold mullet out. pin. Come check it out. Make sure you grab one of those. Promo code ICE. Yeah. Gets you uh, free shipping. And uh, shouts to my wife, Meg, who likes to be shouted out on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So make sure you listen to um, see, see you next week here on the podcast, everybody. We'll have another uh, show for you. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week on the show. People in tonight with any different offensive mentality, maybe versus yesterday? Um, I shot 24 times yesterday. A lot, and then Coach Tip told me be more aggressive. <laughs> 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 I said, I, and I just went for it. <laughs>